Hey, good morning church and happy Mother's Day. It's so exciting to be able to share with you this morning. It's such a privilege to be able to share on Mother's Day. Normally I'm serving coffees and frothing milk and having a great time in our cafe service. So I'm really sad not to be doing that with you this morning, but I hope that you have a coffee in hand um, and that mums, you've been spoiled with some breakfast in bed. Um, But I'm here to speak a little around uh, our series that we have been doing um, about journeying in joy through Philippians. And so I'm really excited to share from God's word this morning. So if you want to open up your Bible, we're reading this morning from Philippians chapter 1 verse 27 and we're going to read through a whole section together um, right through to chapter 2 verse 18 and that sounds like a lot um, but it's going to give us a really good sort of um, base to start from as we then go back through and unpack some ideas around joy and around what it means to uh, live um, the way that Paul is calling the Philippians to in these verses. Alrighty. It's going to be on the screen. I was going to say if you've got your Bible ready, but our incredible tech team are going to get that all organised for you. So follow along with me this morning as I read. So chapter 1, verse 27. Whatever happens, conduct yourselves in a manner worthy of the gospel of Christ. And then, whether I come to see you or only hear about you in my absence, I will know that you stand firm in one spirit, striving together as one for the faith of the gospel without being frightened in any way about those who oppose you. This is a sign to them that they will be destroyed, but you will be saved, and that by God. Verse 29, For it has been granted to you on behalf of Christ not only to believe in him, but also to suffer for him. And since you are going through the same struggles you saw that I had, and now hear that I still have. And then chapter 2, Therefore, and we know what it's there for because we just read that section. Therefore, if you have any encouragement from being united with Christ, if any comfort from his love, if any common sharing in his spirit, if any tenderness and compassion, then make my joy complete by being like-minded, having the same love, being one in spirit and of one mind. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. That's one of my favourite scriptures. Rather, in humility, value others above yourself not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interests of others. In your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus, who, being in the very nature of God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking um, the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness, and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death. Yes, even death on a cross. Therefore, God exalted him to the highest place and gave him a name above every name. And that name of Jesus, every knee, and at that name, oh goodness, and at that name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth and every tongue acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Therefore, My dear friends, as you have always obeyed, not only in my presence, but now much more in my absence, continue to work on your salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God who works in you and will act in order to fulfill his good purpose. Do everything without grumbling or arguing so that you may become blameless and pure children of God, without fault um, in a warped and crooked generation." 
then you will shine among them. Oh, that's good, isn't it? Then you will shine among them like stars in the sky as you hold firmly to the word of life. And then I will be able to boast on the day of Christ that I did not run my run or labor in vain. But even if I am being poured out like a drink offering on this on the sacrifice of service coming from your faith, I am glad and rejoice with all of you. So you too should be glad and rejoice with me. Whew, what a mouthful. All right, we're just going to quickly pray and then we're going to dive into unpacking some of that scripture this morning. Lord, we thank you that you are speaking to us on this Mother's Day morning. And I just ask that you would speak clearly to our hearts this morning as we unpack your word together. Amen. All right, it is Mother's Day. So in honour of Mother's Day, my points this morning all have a very serious kind of sensible uh, point, but they also have like a subheading. And if you would prefer to use that one, you can. This is in honour of my mum. Um, her name's Janice. Affectionately to all of the Ignite tribe, she's called Nisi. To some of the small people in our church, she's Nini. Uh, if you've met my mum, you know she's really special. And because I get to sit here this morning, I just wanted to tell everybody that. I think my mum is very special. I'm blessed to have her. So this morning, there's a very sensible point, but also a sub point that is a piece of advice that my mum sounds like a piece of advice that my mum has given me and in fact I think she has given me all of this advice. It's biblical advice, the Bible's smarter than my mum, uh, but just some phrases that come from my mum to honour her this morning. So, alrighty, the first point, the first very sensible point that we're going to pull from this scripture this morning is uh, be united and humble. And if you would like a Nisi paraphrase of that, it would be this, you are of equal value, you matter and so do they. Great little lesson there. All right, let's roll it right back to the beginning. The very first words that we read, Paul says, <clears throat> whatever happens, conduct yourself in a manner worthy of the gospel of Christ. How about you? When I hear phrases like that, they always um, first come off to me a little bit works-based. That's not at all what he's saying here. Actually, better translated, not perfectly translated, because I'm not going to redo the whole sentence. I'm just going to add a little something here that makes it make a bit more sense to what he's saying to the church here. He's actually saying, whatever happens, conduct yourselves in a manner worthy of being a citizen of the gospel of Jesus Christ. So it's about um, a belonging to and a citizenship. And we may hear that and think, oh, we're needing to act in a certain way to belong or there's um, certain measures or standards that we have to live um, according to to be a citizen of the, the kingdom of God. Um, but we know that's not the case at all, obviously. That all comes through the power of God at work within us. And in fact, Paul also alludes to this. Uh, we read it in verse 13 of chapter 2 where he said, For it is God who works in you and what... And, oh, goodness... For it is God who works in you to will and to act in order to fulfill his good purpose. So what he's actually trying to do here for the church at Philippi is paint a picture to them that they understand. So um, the people of Philippi are, are people who are very proud of where they come from. They come from a wealthy place and they're proud to be citizens of the place that they come from. And so he's speaking to them in a way that they understand. So he says to them, uh, there are certain expectations of being a person who comes from where you come from uh, and there also are certain expectations around what it means to be in the citizen uh, a citizen of heaven what it means to be um, part of God's community one of God's chosen people so we know that the expectations around being a citizen of heaven are completely different to that um, 
of the ancient world at that time. So uh, the people from Philippi were very proud to come from where they came from. They sort of sat in a place in the ancient world where um, a lot of people came to them for things or came passed through um, on trading routes. And so they were used to being important people and they were very proud of that. But Paul then um, takes this opportunity to teach them a lesson about humility, uh, which is just completely upside down to anything that they've ever considered about um, citizenship or, or uh, being proud of belonging to something before. So um, he, he points it out to them in a way, uh, teaches them about humility. But we can read it. So um, he, he's setting them up for, for this idea, which we find in verse 5. In your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Jesus Christ, who, being in the very nature of God, considered uh, equality with God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage, rather made himself nothing by taking on the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness. So here he is talking about humility and saying uh, this humility is something to be valued. This is a standard that we hold high. Um, Jesus being the ultimate example of what it is to be a Christian, what it is to belong to the community of God. And so um, we know that those things, um, we don't achieve that by trying to strive to be more humble, but in fact it is the power of salvation at work within us transforming us to be more like Jesus. Um, So this is not about trying to be more humble but it is a standard that is held that we would be humble that we would follow this example of Jesus in the way that we do our relationships with one another Paul says he is humble in his humanity full of humility yeah Um, so being a Christian knowing that you're made in the image of God like Jesus is God and he didn't use that to his advantage with God and we are made in the image of God and so that should make us more humble That should not cause us to be like proud and I'm a bit better than you because I know that I'm made in the image of God. It's actually something that should cause us to be more humble, to be humble and to value others, to value others also. So verse 27, we'll just skip back to it again because I want to get that whole section. Whatever happens, conduct yourself in a manner worthy of the gospel of Christ, what it is to be a citizen of heaven. And then whether I come to see you or only hear about you in my absence, I will know that you stand firm in one spirit striving together for one faith in the gospel. So whatever happens, know that you are to be humble and united in that. Um, so this, this picture that uh, the church here is being very countercultural. They're not to be proud and to store up wealth and to seek their own well-being. They're to be united in one spirit for one cause and be humble like Jesus was humble, which is just a whole new picture. And so the challenge to us, I think, this morning is this. Do the things that we value, um, do they reveal our humility? Do they reveal uh, that we value Jesus, that we value God and his opinion above the opinions of others? Are we storing things up? Are we trying to be like, um, like the people of this city, wanting to be the best, being proud of what we have? Or are we countercultural and upside down and living to be humble, uh, the example of Jesus that Jesus gives us? Do the things you value reveal that we, the humility of God at work within us? And are we unified together? Now, this idea of unity, we're actually going to pick up, uh, pick up again. Um, so the first point, be united and be humble. Or if you're Nisi, uh, you are of equal value, you matter, and so do they. <coughs> the second point is this, serve others. Um, and if you're my mum, it would be sharing brings you joy. 
Sharing brings you joy. I love this. This is like, whew, there's a little bit of science in this one as well for my people who love science, so you're going to like this. Uh, we're going to read, Therefore, if you have any encouragement from being united with Christ, if any comfort from his love, if any common sharing in the spirit, if any tenderness and compassion, then make my joy complete by being like-minded, having the same love, being one in spirit and of one mind. You see this like unity that Paul is painting for them. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, rather in humility, value others above yourself, not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interests of others. It seems kind of backwards. It's one of those backwards, upside down ideas from the Gospels, uh, where when we serve others, it actually makes us happier. Giving to others actually adds value to our life also. It's one of those sort of counterintuitive things. But what's really exciting, this is the science, is coming around this idea as well. And I actually love when modern kind of uh, social sciences start to reveal biblical principles that we've known for many, many years, like, oh yeah, we know to serve and to love others and to value others and to give to them. And then the social sciences catch up. So they did this experiment. Oh, the pen fell off the table. They did this experiment. That's staying in. (coughs) They did this experiment where... uh, they wanted to measure how uh, people's happiness was affected by giving. And so what they did was they uh, surveyed a group of people, uh, how happy are you currently, or like a scale of one to ten, how happy are you today? How much joy is in your life? And then they gave a number of those people $5 notes, and half of the people got a little note with their $5 that said, go and spend this on whatever you would like for yourself. And the other half of the people got a note that said, go and spend this $5 on something for someone else. Um, and so they sent those people out. And at the end of the day, they came back and they surveyed them. And overwhelmingly, the people who had spent their money on somebody else and who had purposefully gone about caring for somebody else and serving somebody else were happier. They were happier. And so they thought to themselves, all right, well, like, is it just because it's $5 and it's a bit insignificant? And so they tried it again with $20 and they thought perhaps if we give people $20 to spend on themselves, they'll find a bit more joy in that. But again, overwhelmingly, the people who were given money to spend on somebody else were happier. It actually makes us happier. And it seems counterintuitive. You would think if I've got $20 and I need something, I should buy myself that thing. But actually, the science tells us and the Bible tells us to serve others and to value others above ourselves. And as we do that, we'll actually be given joy. I just think that's incredible. And so it seems counterintuitive, but now it's a proven idea. The amount of money makes no difference. The, the time, it, it, whatever you have to give, if you give you will be blessed by that experience also. And so the challenge is, are you living generously? Are you loving and serving others? And I know in this COVID time, some of these things can seem difficult to do, but remember, it's not about how much we have to give. Just the little that we have to give can make a difference, not only to us, but to the people that we share with, to the people that we bless, to the people that we serve. Because when we all look to the interests of others and not to our own, when when we're not self-seeking and selfish, um, we begin to display what the love of God is really like. So be united and humble. Serve others. And the next thing is this. Don't grumble or argue. (laughs) I I love when um, biblical biblical writing is just bang on. Like there's no, just don't grumble and don't argue. Just don't. Just don't do it. So direct is Paul here. Um, and so the, the Nisi, the, uh, 
the Nini paraphrase of this would be, there is too much uh, to do for me to deal with your bickering. <laughs> and my sister who will be watching along this morning will be able to attest to the fact that Nisi has said that to the two of us many times. There is too much to do for me to deal with your bickering today, girls. And isn't it so like that sometimes, that uh, we, want, we, we want to major on the minors. We want to bicker about our little differences rather than being united. So let's read, um, we'll just read that little bit of scripture that, that uh, links to this idea that says, Therefore, my dear friends, as you have always obeyed, not only in my presence, but now much more in my absence, continue to work out your salvation with fear and with trembling, for it is God who works in you to will and to act in order to fulfill his good purpose. I love that little promise. It's God who's working in us. There's no heavy lifting required on our part, just a submission to his goodness and the the transformative power of Jesus within us. Do everything without grumbling or arguing. There it is in verse 14. So that you may become blameless and pure children of God without fault in a warped and crooked generation. Maybe this seems like a really negative kind of little section here, but he's actually trying to be very encouraging here. Uh, He says, live humbly, value others, live in unity, serve and value one another and do all of it without arguing and grumbling. Uh, Do all of it without striving. Uh, because, Because what's actually happening as we live this way in unity and community, loving and serving one another, is that uh, we're working out our salvation to become more like Jesus. Um, What we're actually doing is striving together as one for faith in the gospel. Uh, What we're actually doing is seeing the kingdom of God advance. And all of that is much more important than our small, uh, perhaps, disagreements. Uh, And then it says, and this is where I always get so excited, then you will shine among them like stars in the sky as you hold firmly to the word of life. What you're actually doing is, what we're actually doing, church, as we live like this in our communities, as we love one another and love our neighbours, as we live humbly, what we're actually doing is revealing who God is to people. And it makes me think of, um, I don't know about you, straight away makes me think of a scripture in John um, chapter 13 verse 34 that says a new command I give you love one another as I have loved you so you must love one another and then verse 35 says by this everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another just the idea that the way that we love is enough to show people who God is and show people that we are followers of Jesus the way that we live should be so countercultural, so upside down so selfless so loving so serving so humble that people see who Jesus is through that. And so then you get, get the sort of uh, countercultural living, uh, draws attention to Jesus, but it also aligns us with, with this idea of the great commandment, right? To, to love others. So it is to love God and to love others, and then obviously uh, the great commission to make disciples. And really, uh, that's what the early church was all about. Uh, loving one another, living in unity so that the gospel could be advanced, so that the transformative power of Jesus could be at work within us. And so can I encourage you this morning, church, to lean in to what God is saying to us, that even in this time of COVID, uh, we need to be reaching out into our community with love, with humility, not trying to make a big name for ourselves, but pointing people to Jesus and that the way that we love and serve has the uh, ability uh, with the power of God applied to transform our community and to change it. And so I just want to challenge you this morning is the way that you're living drawing attention to Jesus. Um, I want to challenge you 
Are you living uh, humbly? Uh, the things that you value, is that revealing the humility that you live with? Um, are you serving and loving others for their good? Also our good, we've discovered, and for the glory of God. I'm going to pray quickly. Lord, we thank you. We thank you that you are with us this morning. We thank you for our mums. We thank you for the special women in our life. Uh, we thank you that, um, that you are with us, um, that you go before us, and that you have a plan for us in this time. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, thanks for joining us this morning. Get back to your breakfast. Get back to your family time. Uh, we're going to have some kids' church time as well. But mums, we love you. Special women, we love you. Uh, we're so blessed to have so many incredible women in our life and in our church. And we just want to send our love to you this morning. Be blessed.